0: The Daily Dot, the only podcast being adapted into a Broadway musical in 2019. Just kidding, but wouldn't that be cool? Still kidding, that would be awful. And now here are your hosts with the mosts, Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. <laughs>
1: in your mouth no how did I you make went. that noise I, went. <laughs> I can't even do it again it was like no there is no and anyway. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> why is that <laughs> no there's no it sound. it's, just, like my, it's like, just my tongue it sounds like you're underwater do you know what we should not include any of that
2: <laughs> i think it's great
1: um <laughs> hey guys i'm jen i'm Allie.
3: this is two girls one podcast where we make funny noises and uh, we interview people from the internet
1: so basically we have a live show i know that's a relic antique situation of the past <laughs> i <sighs> the future The future, on the past So okay, so we have a live comedy show called Blogalogs And in Blogalogs, raise your hand if you've seen Blogalogs Don't raise your hand, you're probably driving A lot of people listen to podcasts on commutes Anyway, we have a show where we perform internet material on stage Through performing on stage We read a lot of deep dark shit on the internet And decided to start contacting the people who wrote it We made a web series Because who hasn't? Two we girls, also made show. friends with internet people. Yeah, we did. <laughs> with, they're also just known as people. Just and people. And then internet people. They're, they're just, just like us. Okay, and then we yeah, so now we have two girls one podcast mm-hmm. every week we find something on the internet and then we contact the writer or person behind the community and, and we just have a little chat with them. And we chitty chat. Chat, chat. And Ellie makes noises. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't know stop. why that's so weird. I've I think done, it like
3: resonates in me. I am way
1: weirder noises and things. Yeah,
3: it just makes me want to crumple to the ground.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, this, I'm going to say, I'm going to call it, this episode is going to be particularly not safe for work. Now, it sounds oh. like it might be safe for work because this episode is all about
3: relationships
1: yes but it's gonna get dirty real fucking fast because internet because internet actually it's yeah. a good time to ask our listeners do you know what rule 34 is oh. can you guess what rule 34 is tweet at us even though we're about to tell you the answer have we never <laughs> asked this before i don't think that we have okay guys tweet us at ali gold at Junebugger. <laughs> what is rule 34 if you had to guess Now we will tell you. Wasn't that exciting? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, if it exists, there is porn of it on the internet.
2: Everybody knows Rule 34.
1: Everyone in media and technology knows. But I'm going to assume slash hope that we have a lot of listeners in other fields. And I venture to say that most of my friends working in like law and shit, they don't know what Rule 34 is. And I would say
3: all of the research we've done for our shows over the our show and other projects, has confirmed Rule 34.
1: Oh, for sure. Rule 34 has been confirmed for us so many times, but perhaps none, no other place more than shipping. So today we're talking to a shipping expert, which is sort of short for relationship, Mm -hmm. but they use it as like a verb when you relationship two people together. So it happens a lot with fictional and real people, but fictional characters where they will put them together. So like a big example is people writing stories or even just hoping and wishing like talking about in community forums but trying to get harry and hermione together that was like a major major we're talking about trend. harry
3: potter if you're not familiar if you're
1: not familiar i don't care
3: not the, Harry. You, Styles, you have a problem not you harry problem. prince harry you
1: don't know you have a Although problem i'm sure those
2: exist too yeah
1: even people who don't haven't even read harry potter at this point i think they know the names right uh, harry I, Hermione.
2: i'm confused yeah because you guys said shipping yeah And I thought we were talking about like cargo ships, like container ships, like MERSC, like transport, like importing from China and that people were writing like fictionalized accounts of of like cargo ships.
3: You naive boy. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Uh good good guess man. Good good guess. good guess. Ship is short. It's taken from the word relationship and it's confusing cuz relationship is a noun but we're making it a verb. So we're saying it's something you cause do cause to people. the internet. Yeah. In verbs things. You can ship people which means put them together in a relationship even
2: though they're not. This yeah. is, is this these kids. Kids.
3: kids today. I know their brains work so in all sorts of crazy ways. It's all the drugs.
1: About. <laughs> okay, so related is
2: and the fidget spinners, it's I the think. The fidget spinners.
1: Mm fucking fidget spinners (laughs) and the molly Molly. (laughs) that's (laughs) true okay so uh, so coupled with shipping we have to talk about fan fiction which again I think if you exist in our wacky world you think everyone knows it but I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people don't fan fiction is when fans write fiction about their favorite work which is also often fiction so basically yeah. people take characters that they love and write new stories with them so, so again ex- writing stories about harry and hermione fucking. yeah
3: so for example we performed a fan fiction piece in our show a few years ago where charlie brown and peppermint patty right get together yeah
1: they bone they I bone. Not, yeah. not all fan fiction is necessarily sexual but a lot of it is i'm gonna bring up something controversial but The most fucked up thing we ever found on the internet, and that is a big, bold statement. This is the most fucked up thing we've ever found, and we did perform it on stage. Very mixed responses. (laughs) There is Hitler, Jesus fan fiction out there where Hitler and Jesus get together. We'll say no more. Google at your own risk. Another piece of fan fiction we did
3: was uh, the members of One Direction found Annie from- No, 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 no,
1: no. We made it into an Annie parody. (laughs) That's not at oh, all. Oh, that's right. It was one girl writing how one she girl. wanted to be So something
3: else with fan fiction and shipping is that you can ship yourself into yeah. a relationship through these stories. So that, I forgot that. So this girl was writing about her fictional relationship with One Direction, where she was their sex slave.
1: And we are the ones who then added, we've never had a little girl. We've, we've never, never had, had a, a little, little girl. girl. We've never had a little girl. And it was real So it became up. an
3: Annie parody. But that's right. The woman was writing from her own ex- her own experience. The woman was writing about herself. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: funny that you were like, they met Annie. No, nope, they didn't. No.
3: <laughs> so anyway, that's a fictional story obviously that <sighs> somebody wrote. Put it on the internet. Uh, fanfiction.net is a really big place for these things, but you can find them all over.
1: Yeah, another major piece that we performed because actually we love performing fan fiction it's like so ideal for the stage (laughs) really uh severus snape went on sabbatical he was really burned out and he went on sabbatical to the land of the teletubbies where he taught them how to be adult (laughs) aka he fucked lala
2: so that's a crossover episode yeah. yeah. It's a major crossover.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: It's also just reality.
2: Oh,
4: okay.
1: Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. So fan fiction is incredible. You know yes. what else is big fan fiction? What? One of my favorites, Turtle Cest.
4: Oh, Where the Ninja Teenage Turtles, Ninja Turtles? <laughs> all get
1: together and fuck each other. <laughs> mm hmm. That's so the, fan fiction, really, it gets me.
2: You've never mentioned that. That's Well,
1: you're welcome. Thank you. You can Google that shit at your own risk, too, guys. I'm <laughs> turtle cest
3: because they're brothers. I right. have some
2: reading yeah. to do now. You
1: have some, not just reading, you have some art to look at. <laughs> you have a lot of art to go through. Oh, my God. And the thing is, listeners, these some of these niches we're talking about, they're large. Like, there's a lot of turtle cest. And as we've mentioned in many other episodes, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog is one of the major fan fiction characters. He's in a lot of fan fiction porn. Isn't what Tony is it the about? Tiger Tony big Tony the too? Tiger is also big, especially among furries. We don't mention this in episode one, but sidebar, go listen to episode one, we interview a furry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Tony the Tiger, his Twitter account is apparently like just saturated with furries writing sexual things at him. I don't even know if that's fan fiction. I'm sure there's a lot of fan fiction about right, it too. Right, right. So
3: fan fiction, as we're going to find out today, existed I think before the internet?
1: Yeah, well, I think it also started from, like, TV shows, like, people wanting certain characters to get together. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fans kind of going sense. nuts about it. Yeah. I remember
3: growing up, like, people would be, like, Luke and Laura, Ross and Rachel, like, all the... People were so obsessed right. before it actually happened. For me, it was Kelly and... Uh, What's his name? Luke Perry. Uh, Dylan. Two and O, you mm. know. hmm But they all got
1: together. Right. And I think there's a term for that. Like, it becomes canon. Canon. If right, If they right, get right. together, actually. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so it's kind of... I mean, look, it's... This is um Here's what's interesting about the internet, right? It takes all these trends that have been there since the dawn of the time and then makes them real fucked up, right? So like yeah. we've always been, even in our shipping own lives, people. we've been shipping ourselves and other people. We've been shipping classmates together. Like from the from birth, we ship people, but then the internet has made it like the Ninja Turtles can fuck each other. So
3: do you think like on a normal everyday level, it's natural to want to ship people? Because I yes. know you know how annoying this is, but people in relationships always want to ship other people. You
1: know what I'm saying? No. What? Once what are you turn eight- about?
3: I'm just talking about like shipping, like if you and I were to ship one another with other people, they're always like, wouldn't, like, I feel like people in relationships are always obsessed with getting people not in relationships I wish in that were true.
1: I feel 100% the opposite way. Really? I feel like people get in relationships and they're like, well, I'm done. And they make no effort to set up their friends. I've <laughs> ranted about this a lot, especially with online dating. They feel like there's no need. Go set up your single friends, assholes. All right. I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had anyone be like, you'd be really great with so and so. Maybe that's just because I'm so weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's the
2: the reason romance uh, culture exists. It's like people just like seeing other people get together. Yes. Full stop. Right. No,
1: they like seeing other people fucking. Well, that too. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, but there's also something about just, like, liking, I don't know, it's more comfortable to say I don't know. I don't know what it is. People do
1: like people together. Yeah.
3: Singledom makes people really uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> I don't know why.
3: The people who are single, the people look at them are like, there must be something wrong with you. Yeah, no,
1: they definitely think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. There's so many things wrong with me, but I think they're all really fun things. Know, I'm into my things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, whatever.
2: As my wife will say, when, when she's watching, like, a rom-com, I'm like, uh-huh. oh, why are you watching this? She's like, because I love love.
1: Wait, she says that? <laughs> yeah. We should do an alternative. That's so nauseating and adorable. What do you say back?
2: I say thumbs up.
1: You say you want some peanut butter?
4: <laughs> like what
1: is that?
3: I think we should rewrite. We should do our own version of shipping where we make people single who are
4: in relationships <laughs> and we write whole genre of actually <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's
3: like called forcing people. Divorcing <laughs> and it's like their single life and how fabulous it is. Yeah, I
1: divorced was... I divorced her and she got a haircut. <laughs> she got some new clothes. She switched cities. I divorced her so hard. I hope it happens.
2: Did you just coin that term? Divorce? Yeah, she was yeah, I just that. did it. I like, that's it's a really thing. good.
1: Thanks, guys. guys you who, can use it. Credit me yeah. for forcing. That's <laughs> that's the legacy I want. Y'all tweeted us. Who do you want to divorce? <laughs> yes, please tweet at Ali Gold at Junebugger. Who do you want to divorce?
2: <laughs> Barack and Michelle. I'm gonna tear that shit down.
1: No! I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I am so upset that you even made that joke.
3: I'm trying to think about who I would force, but it's only because I'd want to get with them. That would be my fan. <laughs> oh,
1: I'd force them, then I'd ship them with me. That's good. Forcing and shipping. Forcing and shipping. Force and ship. Force, 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 force and, and ship. Uh, uh. We just did a really great dance. <laughs> I wish this were a video sometimes. Me too. If
3: you can just see us, there's something, <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong with you.
1: There's something wrong with you if you can see us? Yeah, because how they get in this room? That's what I'm saying. That's weird. Anyway, uh, but listeners, I also want to know who you would ship. Who you would ship and who you would force. Yep. TM, I trademarked it. Just now, that's how trademarking works. Just Fic-
2: fictional and real. Fictional and real.
1: Right? No preference to me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Great. Well, wrap this up. That went well. We'll see you
0: next time. (laughs) Anyway, so
1: we're going to talk to an expert about this today, even though I feel like I'm already an expert on shipping and forcing. So we're just going to interview me. Just kidding. I'll be interviewing myself. Um, (laughs) Don't I?
3: (laughs) She knows a lot about the history of it, though, which I'm interested to hear and some of the niches that we're seeing today. No,
1: I'm kidding. I'm interested. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I'm interested to talk to her.
2: I'll feign interest.
1: (laughs) I'll pretend to care for like a minute and a half. (laughs)
2: all right well before we get to that we do need to take a break Mm.
1: i don't wanna i think we need a break we
2: need a break
1: (laughs) we're getting loopy
2: we've got a lot of advertisers who want to be next to like hitler nazi and jesus yeah, yeah. this is gonna
1: be a problem for
2: advertisers (laughs) but before we get to that it is trivia time.
1: Tri- 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 trivia time! Tri- 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 trivia Why haven't I been asked to make a jingle for we us? We should do a jingle tri- <laughs>
2: That's why. We should do a jingle
1: That's why.
2: <laughs> Guys.
1: I prefer ladies. ladies. I'm just kidding. I do not care. That- <laughs> uh,
2: gr- girls. Uh-huh. Mm, uh, Fierce women. It is. <laughs> it's two girls, Wait one a podcast. Minute. This show is so... called Girls. This this is a quick one. Okay. All right, you got to pay attention. I'm so fucking Get, focused.
0: focused right? Focus, focus, so focus focused. up, focus uh. up. Kay.
2: What is the longest piece of what? fan fiction known to the internet about and how long is it?
1: Oh, fuck, there's no way I'm going to know that.
2: Think about it. There is a piece, a singular piece of fan fiction singular that is piece. understood to be the longest single work of fan fiction known to the world it, it must be
1: a, see it's not gonna be Fifty Shades of Grey because that's too obvious right but it means it is novel length
2: oh it's it's long people, And and what is it about it's about people as have be-
1: too much time on their hands it's about a specific fandom Harry Potter or Star Trek dead air <laughs> <laughs> I'm out no that's crazy that we haven't that we don't already know that we don't this. know like, it. it'd be like better if we were like this. fuck yeah, you man where, Jen and I already know Yeah, that would be awesome
4: yeah. <laughs>
1: The Bible?
2: Bible what? fanfic.
1: I'm sure it exists. What? Ooh,
2: oh, my God. We got to look into that. I
1: know. Well, I mean, the Hitler Jesus fanfic. Yeah, but like. So. Bible going well, on. Yeah, but
2: like, think Alternate about that.
1: stories. Yeah, yeah. like
2: But think about what. But think about the person who would want to write Bible fanfic, who is like, the Bible is the most important thing in my life. You know but It's not think about that. I'm going to change it. <laughs> you know, right. it's, it's sacri... The person it's who would want to so do that would be, would be doing something sacrilegious. That's so no, interesting. No, I'm sure
1: it's super sexual. It's got to exist. Yeah. The Bible's
2: super sexual.
1: That's true. Oh, That's not my real answer. Rape Hot and incest. Hot yeah. <laughs> When I want to masturbate, I open up a Bible. Crack it open. <laughs> Jen got horrified. Matt was fully on board. The, I know. The, that the, was a
2: weird reaction the, <laughs> for both of us. The illustrated one. The illustrated oh, yeah,
1: Bible. Definitely. <laughs> those robes. There's nothing <laughs> under there. <laughs>
2: Uh, Bible is a cr- is a crazy, creepy, cool answer that blew- you just blew my mind away a little you bit. Blew on that his way. mind. He's dead now.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, right, what can you know, it be? I really don't know, but I'm just. I know Harry Potter is extremely popular fan fiction, so Star Trek. What's a huge fandom? Golden Girls. <laughs> um, that's just between the two
4: of us I know actually that's my
1: personal fanfic I'll it's shit big. myself it's with been, anyone it's Golden Girls friend. is big yeah there'd be a lot of fucking I'm sure I'm sure there's fan fiction where they all have like lesbian sex it's I don't even want to think be. about you that with the Golden good Girls good for them I like that It that like that show was so revolutionary it was. and crazy so it's like older women being sexy and funny and yeah. cool and mm-hmm. sexual yeah
2: yeah or like who, yeah. who? Who is the single? But then it like
1: didn't uh, Blanche.
2: Blanche mm-hmm. ha- having like male suitors every suitors every week over. like that's major. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but then
1: it like didn't continue. God, that show's so good. It's yeah. so good. I recently saw a drag version of the Golden Girls she and did. it was awesome. That's huh, really funny. Okay, um, my answer was Star Trek or okay. Harry Star Potter. Okay, Star Trek or Harry Potter, and it has got to be longer than all of the novels of Fifty Shades of Grey.
2: Right. Jen, you're sticking with Bible, no, thinking can't about be the Bible. Right,
1: I just, nothing. Yeah, is coming to Yeah, you freaked out. Your brain exploded, so yeah, that's sorry. not the right it's answer. It's definitely not the answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Gave that shit away, Matt.
2: Sorry. No, I just gave sorry, it I it need away. a poker face.
1: Star Wars? Did we say Wars or Trek? Uh, I said, I I said Trek, Trek, but Wars is a good
3: guess. I'm going to say Star Wars. Okay. Okay.
2: All right, we will find out the correct answer after the break. <laughs>
3: Two Girls One Podcast is supported by CastBox, the fastest-growing, highest-rated podcast app on iOS and Android.
1: Now, the really crazy cool thing about CastBox is that they have this new way to search. So basically, it searches the transcripts of podcasts for you. That's right. So just type in things like adult babies, furries... Tickling, um, lawyers... Sure, I like to tickle
3: lawyers. How about you, Al?
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely! (laughs) So you just put that in there, and then our podcast will pop up. So really, we hope you go try CastBox, and then it sends you right back to us in an endless cycle that goes on and on forever. And if
3: you're not into us, which would be really weird because you're listening to our podcast.
1: And also, if you're not into us, you have terrible taste. Uh, Well, yeah,
3: but uh, CastBox actually has 50 million free episodes available on the app, so you should definitely check out ours and that's others. so
1: many more episodes than i could ever listen to sounds like more stars than there are in the
3: sky that i think beautiful. that's not a scientific fact though all right
1: guys head on over to your app store download
3: Castbox, try it out for yourself today and let us know what you think
0: and now a real book with pages and words and stuff entitled how to avoid huge ships on sale now at the b dalton of the future amazon.com
3: How to Avoid Huge Ships, a book by John W. Trimmer. Here's a five-star review by Bill, entitled, This Book is Invaluable.
4: When on my jet ski in the Chesapeake Bay this summer, I was confronted by a huge ship moving up the channel. You can imagine my horror when I realized I had only one hour and 45 minutes or so before the lumbering behemoth was sure to pass through my area. With no place to hide, and only a water jet propelled small craft beneath me for transport. I quickly withdrew my kindle fire from the storage compartment beneath my seat and proceeded to read the book How to Avoid Huge Ships. One hour later, and with only 45 minutes to spare, I implemented the expert advice provided by the author and turned my jet ski in the opposite direction. <laughs> Of the huge ship to avoid certain disaster.
1: You know what, Matt?
4: When you put the call
1: out for ads for our shipping episode, I guess they had the same misunderstanding that you did. did. I said
2: we're doing a big show about shipping. Yeah. About ships. Mm-hmm. Container ships.
1: Yeah. Oh, so you you misled.
2: No, well, I didn't know.
1: Yeah, but that's not going to fly well.
2: But, but Yeah. It was. It's a fuck up.
1: Fly well. How to avoid huge <laughs> planes? Anywho,
3: Anywho. <laughs> welcome back, guys, from that ad spot. Super fun times. Um, Matt, do you want to give us that trivia? trivia. Yeah. yeah, you're dying to know. I am. Also, I thought you were holding a Pringles can, but it is the biggest water bottle I have ever seen. Once
2: you pop this water, you, you can't can, that's stop. Actually,
3: that's actually a good thing. Hashtag yeah. Hydration. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. In fact, I'm going to take a sip right now. Go
2: for it. Can you do it really loud on the mic, too? Yeah. Do Wouldn't, right, Wouldn't that go. be
1: great for everyone? This is terrible. <laughs> do I, you hear it? I'm really oh, upset yeah. right now. That was great. Trivia
2: I asked you guys what is the longest work of fan fiction known to mankind or womankind? And what is it about? Humankind. There you go. <laughs> yeah. no, that's a good way to shorten that. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know. What's the answer? You said
2: uh, Harry Potter or Star, Trek, Star Wars. Trek, which are huge, obviously huge fan fiction yeah. fandoms. But I right. feel
1: like it's maybe something, something weirder. Else.
2: The correct answer is. Sorry. How am I going to phrase this? <laughs>
1: This is going really well since we got back from the break, it's guys. Yep. Jen drank water Matt can't read.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I'm the only person holding this ship together. <laughs> Tight get, ship. get
2: it? Get it? <laughs> the correct answer is a work of fan fiction, 3.5 million words long about...
1: Oh, my God.
2: Super Smash Brothers, the oh. video game. Great I, and great news.
3: If
1: this mic weren't attached to this stand, I would drop it right now and walk out. Yeah. I can't. So Not super, drop it like I did so, something
3: cool, just drop it like the world is done. I hear you. Is it all the same author, different authors? Yeah, it's, it, <gasps> I believe it's
2: one singular person. Wow. 3.5 million words, making it the longest single work of literature of all time, like it's longer than *War and Peace*.
1: How many pages is it? Do we know I, I mean, approximately? What's, what's a page? I, I know, mean it's you on gotta the internet. print it. Blah blah blah. Right,
2: but 3.5 million words. It's wow. it's like six times longer than *War and Peace*.
1: Is it in English?
2: It's in English. Uh,
1: and Klingon.
2: Right. Multiple <laughs> chapters, and, and it's about a it's about a fighting video game. *Super Smash Brothers* is like Mario and Link fight each other. We've heard of it. There's it, a it's big fanfiction It's, a huge, e- it. it's yeah. a huge game, and it's mm-hmm. a huge eSport. But like for fanfiction, very interesting it's called the subspace emissaries worlds conquest i'm familiar with the game i don't even know what that means what that refers to wow. it's it's just a really good fighting game sounds like a good read yeah <laughs> yep would you read it
1: i know no 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 i don't want to hear it <laughs> people, i mean i imagine this is really upsetting it. well um, that's the
2: question this exists and someone put a shit ton of work into it yeah but who is reading it who is the audience? He,
1: that person. What is that person doing for a living? Right. How old is this author? I, we need, can, oh, can we interview that author? we need that that would
2: details. be amazing. If you're
1: listening or you know this person, tweet can at just, us.
3: <laughs>
2: can we
1: just reach out to the author?
2: Yeah. I mean, we can Maybe try it on fanfiction.net. Uh, just
1: like, what? What? Why? How? When? Where? <sighs>
2: but think about it. They, this person <laughs> could be spending their time. This person has free time, mm-hmm. right? They could be spending it watching the television. Or they could be spending it writing... It's
3: not bad. Exercise your imagination, kids. Exercise your brain, yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, speaking of that, we're about to talk to somebody amazing um, who's read so much of this. Her name is Amanda Brennan, and she is a meme librarian and shipping expert. She formerly worked at Know Your Meme. Now she's at Tumblr. Welcome, Amanda.
5: Hey, guys. How's it going?
4: Good.
1: We're great. We were just uh, reminiscing about some of our favorite fan fiction pieces, like when Snape fucks the Teletubbies. And oh, uh, classic. Hitler jerks off Jesus or something like
5: that. Wow. Oh, man. What, wait, what is your favorite fan fiction? One of those. <laughs> well,
3: I only know a few pieces because we perform some in our live show that we have. And I think my favorite was Charlie Brown and Peppermint Patty.
1: Oh, wait. Because yeah, it more. ended with him like coming on her chest and then her saying, you're a good man, Charlie Brown, <laughs> which was just oh. dynamite. It's anyway, we have classy, you here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, the Internet. So classy. We'd love to take it back and have you tell us just, you know, I guess start at the beginning or maybe maybe not beginning, beginning because we don't have 17 hours, but tell us the history yeah. of shipping.
5: Uh, well, shipping has been around since the early 1910s. Uh, it started with Jane Austen, actually. A lot of people think of shipping nowadays with like Star Trek and X-Files, but uh, before the term shipping was actually coined, people were very into Mr. Darcy. Uh, and, um, there was a book titled old friends and new fancies that was published in 1913. And it's actually fan fiction about characters from, uh, pride and prejudice sense and sensibility and persuasion all meeting and having romances and friendships so I that love was- that title old
1: friends new, new fancy
5: yeah. it's like a so so suggestion but
1: like so on the nose
5: yeah <laughs> totally okay it, it's it's so good and it it's shows that like this idea of people taking characters that are fleshed out and uh, really just good characters And just wishing them into friendships, wishing them into relationships. Uh, And Mr. Darcy in particular has been pervasive in shipping culture. In 2008, he became a meme through this Hark a Vagrant comic that was just like, ooh, Mr. Darcy, a fan fiction about how hot Mr. Darcy was. And people turned it into an exploitable and made it about different characters. So there's like an ooh, Spock. And like, um, it just... It's this character that has resonated for, you know, over a hundred years. People are still writing fan fiction about it.
3: What is it about Mr. Darcy? I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, come on. But what do you think people are latching onto?
5: I think it's just like that kind of genteel romance of like someone who's ready to sweep you away. He's so charming. So it started
1: with Jane Austen and then... There was like, a, there's a lot of, lot more time before the internet. So can you walk us through like how this has evolved and then of course blossomed with the internet?
5: I think the next like really big thing to happen in shipping uh, before it hits the internet is uh, the Star Trek fanzines. Uh, this actually is where the idea of slash shipping came about in the 1970s. Uh, some people say 60s, uh, but the very first standalone fanzine that used Slash was in 1976. And, and it was you're Kirk perhaps and
1: about Slough. to do this, but can you explain Slash fanfiction to our listeners?
3: And zines.
5: Yeah, so a zine, a fanzine is just uh, short for magazine, So these are little books put together. They had like fan fiction. Little books of porn. (laughs) Yes, Uh, sometimes porn. Uh, But I think of like Tumblr as kind of an evolution of a fanzine because it's got all your good stuff in one little spot where you can go consume it and just exist in your fandom. Uh, But these were distributed at like conventions and through the mail. And like you would send someone a dollar and be like, I would like one zine, please. And they would mail it to you. That's so civilized. (laughs) adorable (laughs) yeah in the zines people would describe the story like kirk x spock appeared in the story uh and that would denote that they were in it and they were having a friendship but as the stories got more romantic some people were like "Uh, i i want to know what i'm getting into before jumping in people don't want to be surprised
1: by porn
5: Yeah, it's like if they're gonna kiss, like please give me a warning. So, uh, people just started using a slash, like just a normal slash in between the names to say, like, this is a sexual relationship between Kirk and Spock or or romantic, it didn't necessarily have to be sexual. So, that is where the idea of slash standing as a homosexual relationship came from in shipping fan fiction, all of that
3: um and then from there where do we go <laughs> so zines and slashing homosexual relationships is the internet next
5: the internet is next uh the internet then comes in in usenet so in, in a recent episode you guys just talked about usenet that's right um, I, I listened to it it was really good so- <laughs> thank you <laughs> Um, On Usenet, in the X-Files section, people coined the term shipping um, when talking about Mulder and Scully. That idea of wanting them to be in a relationship um, and together is where the term shipping came from. Okay, The internet finally gives a gift.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then walk us through how it blew up on the internet.
5: Yeah, so um, from there, as as the internet progressed, uh, we've got fanfiction.net which still looks like it is in 2001. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> and places that are even more academic, like Archive of Our Own. Uh, these kind of substitute, while fanzines are still made and distributed, uh, it's very easy to access any kind of shipping material, uh, no matter where you go. You can, there's so many different websites. There's so many easy ways to ship to. Um, on Tumblr or on Twitter, you see a lot of imagines, which are like the easiest barrier of entry to shipping. And it's just like a sentence, like imagine Justin Bieber walks in and hands you an ice cream cone. (laughs) That kind of easy, um, oh yes, now I'm imagining this whole story of like how Justin Bieber is going to hand me this ice cream cone and tell me I'm beautiful and we're going to run off into the sunset. That kind of fan fiction-y relationship is just like, it's everywhere now. It's so pervasive.
1: It's so interesting cuz it reminds me of writing exercises as a kid. And so I'm going to I'm going to compare it a little bit to online dating where yes. it's to some extent seen as like very weird and lowbrow and whatever, but I could definitely see it going super mainstream where it becomes a way for teachers to get students into writing. I mean, the sexual shit yeah. aside cuz that's not a good idea for third graders but like getting them to think about writing and forming stories it actually is a really good end to say hey what are characters you already love and you kind of understand their development and their behaviors how do you translate that to your own story I And mean, it's a very interesting writing exercise
5: i think a lot of a lot of people who start out writing fan fiction uh sometimes they'll it's called um filing off the serial numbers, they'll turn their fan fiction into an actual novel, um, or notorious fan fiction writers will go go on to become legitimate writers, kind of like Cassandra Clare, huge Harry Potter fan fiction person. She kind of defined the Fanon idea of Draco so uh, if you've ever heard of Wait, Draco in leather pants, what? that's like her thing.
1: I have not heard about this at all. and I'm a big Harry Potter dork. So what the fuck are you talking about?
5: <laughs> so Cassie Clare, way, way back in the day, uh, she wrote these fan fictions uh, called the Draco Trilogy. And these the way she personified Draco just became like this kind of uh, headcanon, which is like something in canon is saying like, Draco is a Slytherin. That's canon. We know that. A headcanon is the kind of attributes that you as a fan project onto the character. So my headcanon is that Draco loves leather pants and like secretly has a leather jacket and is very edgy. And that idea was kind of uh, thrust into the world with her fan fiction. And people began to like ship Harry and Draco in this kind of idea of like oh like edgy draco and harry like what's he gonna do is he gonna make harry go to the dark side i thought you were gonna say something way worse (laughs) (laughs) i was like is she gonna go there all right nope 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 i don't go there (laughs) (laughs) i do that's the only place i go but um cassie claire yeah she wrote these books. And then she wrote her own novel called The Mortal Instruments. And now it's a TV show called Shadowhunters. Whoa, I did not realize that. Yeah, she uh, monetized her writing skills that she developed through fan fiction and is a major superstar now.
1: Yeah. And I mean, as much as Twilight,
5: I read them. They were
1: horribly written. But it started as fan fiction, right? And like, Became a, became a bunch of movies. Fifty Shades of Grey was a Twilight fan fiction. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, I got it reversed. I got it reversed. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so Fifty Shades of Grey, hugely popular empire now.
5: Fan is like a gateway drug. And it usually, like, sometimes people who are into shipping may not want to go all the way into fan fiction. They'll be like, I will draw my ship. Or like me, I'm a huge shipper, but I don't, I don't write anything. I don't draw anything. I just like look at GIFs. And I'm like, hmm, I want these people to go on a picnic. Yes.
1: Oh, and then you just like, fine, because someone else has already done it? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing about the internet. Someone else has already done it.
5: Is there a rule for that? Oh, gosh. There's a ship for everything.
1: Yeah, we know. Do you think a lot of people are mostly shipping
3: themselves into relationships with others or are they putting two fictional characters together?
5: Mm, it's, it's a mix. So the idea of like a self-insert or a Mary Sue, a Mary Sue is someone that you write into the fan fiction that's supposed to be yourself but is a character. Um, a self-insert is literally if you're reading a fan fiction, it'll say like Draco and Y slash N. Which is abbreviation for your name, so that's like a, an easy way to just like as you're reading it, you'll be like Draco and Amanda are out had a party. Oh, um, they really
1: let you fill in that blank. That's that's really nice cool. and welcoming.
5: Yeah. I feel like it's I'd accessible.
1: Have, yeah, I feel like I'd have trouble though. YN. I feel like that's not me. Who's YN? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
5: know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The more you read, the more like you you're able to pick that up. Well, I just mean, I'm thinking like in terms of literature, you know, the author describes the person
1: and the, the character and their movements and their reaction and their behavior. So it, it, there, for me, there would be this weird disconnect between your name and the descriptions going on.
5: Yeah, so as like phones become more pervasive, uh, a popular way that I see these kind of self-insert fanfictions take place are in text messages. So it'll just be like screenshots of iPhone text messages and you're you're reading the conversation between you and your character that you love. And that kind of brings it back in because you don't need that description that uh, that you do when you're reading a story. Whoa, it's, just it's like framed you're like a text. text
1: between you and Harry Potter.
5: Yeah, obviously that was where I was Whoever going with that. Whoever you want, you can find it.
1: <laughs> so what's some other um, fan fiction terminology we should know about or uh, shipping terminology?
5: The most important one, I think, is the OTP. Are you familiar with that one? No. Mm. It is a one true pairing. One true pairing? Yeah. Like the ultimate couple? Like what does that mean? Yeah. So this is the one that like no matter what fandom you get into or what what new thing you pick up, your OTP is what you go back to and that's always going to be your favorite ship.
1: Oh, so you'd be like my OTP is Harry Hermione situation. Yeah. Is that your OTP? I don't know. Definitely a Harry Potter something.
5: Fair, fair. Harry Hermione is divisive. Yeah, I don't know. I well, here's the thing. I think, um,
1: I think it makes a lot of sense that Harry gets with Ginny and Hermione gets with Ron because ultimately, then you combine everyone into the Weasley family, and so that's like a really nice wrapped up ending. But like. Yeah harry and hermione there's more chemistry throughout i would say how old are these kids yeah that's the other thing i was gonna say is that frankly i don't care who fucks who because like i really just wanted to focus on the magic and sometimes (laughs) like sometimes i'm like why are you putting this in there at all you know what i mean so i actually like that all the relationship stuff in those books is really almost a little bit of an afterthought like very little is dedicated to that which i like um but yeah yeah, also i watched strange i watched season one of stranger things finally Mm-hmm. And I was like, "They don't. There does not need to be a romantic element here. What is happening? Let them just be children." People will project a ship onto anything. <laughs> well, well, even in the show itself, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen
5: it. But mm-hmm. anyway, okay. What's
3: your OTP, Amanda?
5: Uh, my OTP is uh, a bit divisive as well. It's Spike and Buffy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> okay. what, what
1: about them? What, what, what kind of situations do you want to see them in?
5: Uh, every situation. all
1: right (laughs) okay so what are some of the more popular pairings we know some of them but if you could just tell our listeners like a rundown of some of the interesting pairings you've
5: seen uh interesting or popular because i can either one very different ways with this question yeah whatever you want right now uh at least on tumblr this year clance has been the big ship which is uh keith and lance from voltron legendary defender on netflix
1: jesus christ i feel old i don't know anything you just said what the fuck <laughs> is happening do you know these things jen no <laughs> okay
5: it's an animated series i don't really know how to explain it because i don't watch animation so we can talk about a different ship instead people are so <laughs> into cartoon fucking. it's i don't know why okay who else just throw yeah. some out uh uh reylo which is Ray and kylo ren from star wars oh that's oh, gonna totally. go nuts after
1: the most recent episode
5: oh yeah uh it's also very divisive because people Believe that Ray should be with Finn, or Ray should be with someone else, or Ray should not be with anyone at all. Uh, But the Raylos are fierce, and they are out there.
1: Ray should definitely be with Finn, but I don't know that that's going to happen or not. I'm a Ray Finn girl.
5: Spoilers.
1: (laughs) I just saw the newest episode, and I'm upset about it. We won't go there. Question: Can these ships
3: become so impactful that an industry would potentially actually change the story of an upcoming movie or TV show?
5: Hmm. I think it's made people more thoughtful about, um, what ships they do put into their own canon. Um, a really nice example of this is the TV show, the bold type that aired this year. It was in, uh, it had its first season this year and it's a, a story about a bunch of young girls who work in media. They work for a magazine and it's online component. It's basically like Cosmo or Seventeen and uh, they were very thoughtful about shipping and they have a canon queer relationship with two women of color and they're like we know that fans are desperate for this fans really want to see themselves represented on television let's let's do this let's make these characters fall in love and it doesn't feel forced it feels very natural the the show is very great and I feel like it's it's the underrated show of the year I realized that I did not tell you the name of the ship, which is uh, Kadena. It's Kat and Adina on the show. Oh, cute. Kadena. I get it. Yeah. The the name blending is very popular right now. Um, most ship names will be a blended name like that. What would we be?
3: <laughs> Gold jam.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Those are last names. Virgula. <laughs> Those are last oh. names. I like that one. I know that there's also these shippers who get so into this one couple that then when the show itself doesn't do that, they go nuts. Do you have any kind of crazy disaster stories like that?
5: Something that sort of fits uh, in that it was a canon ship, but um, it was just a disaster, uh, is The 100. So are you guys, have you watched the show? No. No, I don't know it. It's basically a post-apocalyptic space kind of thing. The Earth has been through a nuclear war. People are living on a spaceship. So it's coming and they, up. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I wish that was true. Um, no, that was I don't. <laughs> no, just the spaceship part. I would love to live in space. Okay, cool. I just don't want the world to blow up, but it might. Fair. Uh, so... They realize the spaceship is like running out of time. So they're like, oh, 100 teenagers. Why don't you guys just go down to Earth and see if it's habitable?
3: They just wanted to get them off the ship.
5: Worst idea ever. (laughs) You know, we should send
1: teenagers. What could go wrong?
5: (laughs) 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 Yeah. So they send these 100 teenagers down and they find that people are still living on the Earth. They're called grounders. And it's basically like kind of like a little bit of lost, a little bit of... um, just post apocalyptic, the standard fare. And uh, throughout the show, one of the space teenagers, Clark, falls in love with one of the grounders, Lexa. And it's a queer relationship. They're both women. Uh, Clark is canonically bisexual, but uh, they fall in love, and it's really magical. They have their moment of relationship consummation, and they fuck? in this. Uh yes, they just, did. Breaking it down, just breaking it down, breaking it down. Okay. Uh and immediately after, spoiler alert, uh Clark or Lexa is killed.
1: Well, goddammit, it. Now I'm not going to watch the show. Okay, yeah. But see imagine your rage if you were a <laughs> fan. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. So it like from the business end of things, the actress playing Lexa, Alicia Dunham Carey, she got a different job. She went for, to Fear the Walking Dead. Uh so they had to write her out of the show. It it made sense. But the the manner in which she was killed right after her relationship with Clark was just very jarring. And in a post-apocalyptic world where, like, it's very barbaric, she was killed with a gun, which was very out of place for the story, Um
1: so people wanted her to
5: die more gruesomely? Kind of, but like, it didn't feel like a fitting end to a barrier. they like, if you warrior. want to kill her post-fucking, that's cool, but kill her good. God damn it, world. <laughs> uh, people did not want her to die at all. She just, she should have ridden off into the sunset. Okay, so then what? So um, basically, after after this, the reaction was so overwhelming. They, the fans just had to band together and I remember seeing all these tweets and posts being like if you if you are not okay like please come talk to me um we can get through this together lots of sharing of like suicide hotlines like if you feel terrible about this like talk to someone do not let this affect you like this is a tv show like just we are a fandom and we are here and after that, um, the fans actually banded together. They've raised a bunch of money for LGBTQ organizations. A uh, few fans actually founded a convention specifically for queer women in media called Klexicon, uh, where that ha- they're going to be in their second year this year. And it's just focused on like um, panels about queer women and like thinking about thinking more critically about the barrier gaze trope and how like in media like there is there are very rarely happy stories for queer women whoa okay so
1: they happen to touch upon a cultural issue of if you see a queer relationship it immediately gets killed
3: exactly yeah they dealt with it terribly okay did the so cr- that's
1: okay oh did the creators
3: respond to this response from the fans
5: or did the actress respond and be like yo
1: i just got another job
5: yeah the actress didn't really like say i think she kind of kept her distance because like the the situation there, there are like stories about the hundred not being a good situation for people who worked there. Uh, but the creators like stood by their stuff. Um, a few of them were like run off social media because of the barrage of questions, like had to delete their accounts or just stop posting. Um, just because the backlash was so overwhelming and, um, the show itself, like I personally don't watch it anymore. And I haven't seen all of my friends that were watching. I I don't think any of them watched the season. So I feel like a lot of people left the fandom to be like, if this is what happens to characters, like... I don't think I want to support this. That
1: example is interesting, though, because it's not like the writers just chose to do it. The actress
5: left. So what was their other option that the fans wanted to see? A lot of fans were like, well, she could have just gone off on like a vision quest or the character could have chosen to leave on her own accord. Like it didn't necessarily have to be that final and it especially did not have to be after this kind of relationship moment. It's literally like back-to-back scenes, which makes it even more jarring. Oh, they fuck and then she dies immediately, like praying mantis style? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Uh, Someone else comes in the room and shoots her, but (laughs) not a praying mantis in that sense.
1: Yeah, that's when they they eat the guy's head, right? (laughs) Praying mantises are sick. They fuck and then the woman just like leans back and eats his brains. (laughs) I mean, don't you get hungry when you're done? (laughs) Yeah, you know, order some wings, eat his brains. I feel like Jen's about to ask a question, but instead she's just like staring. At the no, microphone. I'm just
3: thinking this whole thing is blowing me away, but I would really like to tie it back to, you know, talking about other shipping. examples of shipping. But I'm just thinking of the artistic responsibility of the writers of that show and how they handled that so poorly. And especially when you have a whole fandom of people really invested in it behind like a lot of sensitive that topics. That example, too. though,
1: just seems kind of unfortunate where it's like they also didn't think through necessarily what that means for like they the LGBT not think that through community yeah, yeah at all where it, it happens just the, it's like the intersection of those two things was not great mm-hmm. like if, if it had been uh like very stereotypical straight white couple i wonder if people wouldn't have cared so much but it's that the representation of media is already um not so great for others and so then it was like oh you finally show me my story and then i gotta die immediately
5: Yeah, the barrier gaze trope has become like, I I feel like the past couple of years has really come to the forefront of this conversation as we're seeing stories like Clark and Lexa. Can you define barrier gaze trope for everyone? Yes. So it is the trope in media where you have like your gay character, and instead of them finding happiness, they find something mortal, mortally wounding. (laughs) Um, Well, because they're evil and sinful. JK! god damn it yeah just like the idea of that there there are no happy stories for queer people and the ones that are there are too few and far between
1: yeah Mm -hmm. that's true well uh uh moving on to a happier or not so ships this is a very like mainstream example i think but How I Met Your Mother, everyone was so angry about the final ending because they actually kind of like did play into the shippers, right? So Ted and Robin, like everyone was shipping them together so hard that the writers actually answered that and made them end up together. But then they still had the initial query that they posed, which was how do these two people, like how does Ted meet the mother of his children, which wasn't Robin. And so they had this like fucking convoluted thing where he finally meets the mother and she dies and then he ends up with Robin and people were not happy about that
5: either. Yeah, people are very possessive over their ships. And like, uh, just to think of another mainstream example that's not canon is in Supernatural, which Supernatural has been on for like 13 seasons. And ever since the angel Castiel was introduced, people have been shipping him with Dean Winchester, this deal, And the writers of the show know that the shipping happens uh, and they kind of play into it. And this kind of queer... It's queer baiting. Um, queer baiting—that
1: baiting. doesn't sound good.
5: Yeah. So, like, they'll allude to it in in um, certain ways. So, there's an episode titled "Fan Fiction" where the boys. So, are you familiar with Supernatural? Let's start there. Nope. No. <laughs> we are failing hard here. Zero for two. <laughs> no shame at all. Uh, Supernatural is like this beast. Um, And the show itself is very meta. So it's the tale of Dean and Sam Winchester. They fight demons, et cetera, et cetera. In the show, there are prophets who wrote the story of Dean and Sam Winchester. And they are books that people can read in game. So it's super meta to begin with. Um, And there's an episode where a group of teens at a high school have made a musical about The books of dean and sam winchester
3: wow so
5: uh, yeah it's a lot supernatural is a, a very very intense winding road in the episode with this musical the two characters playing castiel and dean in the episode are shown as dating and dean has a line where he's like oh why why are they together like and they even talk about Destiel in the show. And I think Sam, they argue about the pronunciation of how you would blend the names Dean and Castiel. Uh, and it's just this kind of subtle call out from the writers to be like, I see you, I see your shipping activity, but we're not gonna write the ship in. So that, that's kind of the idea of queer baiting where the, the creators know that they want a queer romance. And there's been some queer characters on the show. But again, none of them have happy endings. They all get murdered after fucking Jesus
1: Christ. Man, this is a wormhole. I didn't expect it to get this dark. I thought we we're, were just deep. talking all yeah. fun and games with our slash fanfiction.
5: <laughs> oh. All right. It's mostly fun. <laughs> Alright, well, can
1: can let's wrap it up with a, with a fun note. So what is right. what is so uh, maybe one of the wackier pieces you've ever seen?
5: Uh so the idea of crack shipping? is really fun. What? And what is a, it? A, a crack ship is two characters that would never, ever interact in their piece of content. Does so, that literally come from crack? Um,
1: like, the idea of them being together, you must be on crack.
5: I, I think it's like a crack in the universe, um, but I mean, that, it could your, be drugs.
1: Your version makes more sense than mine, but <laughs> mine's more fun. Okay, crack in the universe, crack shipping, or you gotta be on crack to think of that pairing.
5: I mean, either one. But one of my favorites of this uh, is Shrek, like Shrek the Big Green Oh, we're with monster. you. We're, <laughs> with
1: yeah, you we're, sure we're with you this time. We're with oh, you this time. There's God. a lot of, lot of, we've seen some <laughs> Shrek fan fiction. Oh, dear
5: God. Oh, so so imagine Shrek with Shadow the Hedgehog.
1: Mm. Yep. Yep, this is zero percent surprising. Who's Shadow the Hedgehog?
5: Ah, uh, Sonic's friend. He's black and red. A little little That's hedgehog, great because Sonic let's gets so much fucking and
1: Shadow doesn't as much. So that's nice that Shrek has seen him for who he is.
5: And that he also needs yeah, some fucking. So in. that that's my favorite crack ship. Just the logistics of Shrek and Shadow. I have nightmares every time I think about it, but um, I'm sure we yeah, can Google that shipping. fan art
1: and see those logistics. Yes. Well, you know what? This was a fantastic note to end on the crack ship of Shrek and shadow. Yeah. Uh, Shreko?
3: Shadek? Uh Shrado.
5: I think that one's just Shrek and Sh- X shadow. Yeah. Now that definitely <laughs> needs to be. Follow your shipping
1: heart. Follow your shipping heart, friends. All right. So on that note, where can our listeners find you? Like, what's your house? Um, Where do you
4: live? Jk. <laughs> oh, yeah. On the internet. So, what are you
3: wearing? <laughs>
5: uh, my.
3: <laughs> just kidding. Oh, we can wow. see you. <laughs> uh,
5: my website is meme dot com because I am the librarian of the memes. And elsewhere, uh, my handle is continuant c o n t i n u a n t s because I thought I was going to be a linguist and I my name's a fancy word for vowels. You're a linguist cool. of the internet.
3: You taught me so many words. I wrote them all so down. So many words.
5: Yes. All right, it's been nice crack shipping with you. <laughs>
3: all right. Thanks, Amanda. Awesome. I'm gonna do some crack. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely.
5: thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. And now a real personal
0: advertisement entitled "Fingered on the Red Line," Columbia University, W4M from Craigslist.org.
3: Hi. We were on the red. Local line. I got on at 14th Street. You were already on the train. I got off at Columbia University, 1 16th, around 5 p.m. It was very crowded and you were behind me. We talked awkwardly while you were still behind my back, pushed into each other. I told you, I hate being an undergrad. We connected. You ended up fingering me while no one else was noticing. I didn't get your full email. If you see this, let me know. I hope you do. I miss you.
1: Do you know what I think? What do you think, girl? She shipped herself hard with that dude on the train.
3: Oh my God. I do this all the so time. So misguided. Yeah, you so do? Misguided.
1: I play Don't you? I, I play some subway games, but not that one. It's,
3: wait, what subway uh, games do you play?
1: What? What do you do? Well, I think we've discussed before um, when I make them gay or European and then they become oh. really hot. <laughs> uh, and also just like finding who your new boyfriend is on the train, even though you'll never speak. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: God damn
1: it. Anywho, shipping. Man, that went down some wormholes I did not expect yeah some sad ones too the thing is the story about the shipping and then the people with like suicidal thoughts for me that wasn't even about shipping that was more about just like uh minority representation in the media and how that affects people it was like a larger thing I was like, yeah oh, and the God. responsibility
3: you have i think as a content creator like think about your fandom sometimes well, do you have you- that
1: responsibility because that's a thing i think that's ideal but i think that most content creators don't feel that they have yeah. a responsibility
3: i don't know the backstory but it sounds like a careless move with the actress just changing shows and being like well we're gonna kill her off <laughs> and like they just did yeah, it the easiest way possible the only thing i
1: can say on their behalf is like that's what has Most been shows happening do. <laughs> you know i know that's I mean? the cliche especially a post a post-apocalyptic world feels like okay we'll kill them off yeah um yeah. So I yeah, it's interesting cuz I I don't know what the right move would have been there. Like what do you do in the future? Like get someone to come in and consult all the issues you might not be thinking of before you kill off a character? I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Cuz I could just see how people just didn't even occur to them, which is a problem I'm not saying that they Yeah, that is a problem. aren't at fault. Um but yeah, that went kind of deep and dark. Yeah. Cuz that that's more just about how like yeah, that's so interesting about how certain people their stories are never represented in a positive light. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it almost that story was almost about like the straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of people. Right. And it wasn't even necessarily about the actual shipping so much. Right. It's my non-expert opinion. Yeah. But I mean, on a larger scale, like, yeah, let's get some more like positive stories in there for like the LGBTQ RSTUV for everybody.
3: (laughs) I agree. I mean, if you're, if you have a TV show, I don't know why you wouldn't play into the shipping requests that are out there because I feel like you have a built in audience if you listen to what people want.
1: Yeah, but then like How I Met Your Mother did that and then that like derailed the last episode, you know, so there's some of that as well because right. people got so into shipping those two characters. They were like, oh, we have to make them end up together but the whole entire series is about to have been how, has been How I Met Your Mother who's not Robin. So then he meets the mother and then the mother dies so he yeah. can end up with Robin. It's like, whoa. So spoilers. I also think, sorry. All the spoilers. But I also think sometimes there's competing shippings so then it's like, who do you go with? Because there were a lot of people that like, for instance, bad example, but you guys know I love Harry Potter. Like, people also shipped Hermione and Ron and Hermione and Harry. I mean, but also with, like, I don't know, also with literature. Like, to some extent, even TV, all of these things are art forms. So, to some extent, like, do you have any responsibility to listen to the fans or not? Like, right. you don't necessarily want to change the story that you already have. I think it also depends whether or not... um, you know, a lot of series. I think all series are supposed to have this: is a show bible where before it even airs, they script out the entire arc and how all those plot points weave together. So I think sometimes it's just like a lot more complex than listening to the fans. I'm sorry, I just like railed on you. I just no, like, no. I, no, I think about. you
3: bring up a lot of good points. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: So because also when they don't think it through, then you've then you have disasters like Lost, where they put all these like crazy cliffhangers and tangents and keep promising to wrap it up and they never do because they never thought it through from the beginning.
3: Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking (laughs) in the instance of the 100, like if they really were aware of how important that relationship between those two characters, they would not have killed her off in that way probably. Right. No, I I
1: like to think that if they'd known the repercussions, they wouldn't have done it in that way at all. And you're certainly right that if they can can bring those ships to fruition, it definitely is a good way to make your fans like super loyal. Mm-hmm. So guys, I have an announcement. Jen and I are going to start fucking. I was just
4: about to say something like that. I know that's like what that. everyone is. I know you've been is, shipping us for a You've been shipping long us hard and
1: yeah. we're here to make all your dreams come true. Mm-hmm. We want to keep you loyal. So we're fucking right now. You can't even see us. But, you no, know, no, we're naked. It's, it's canon. It's canon. It's exactly.
2: Canon. It's yeah. Canon. Not
1: head canon. So, <laughs> you know, we have nothing else to say on that point. Yeah, so thanks that... so much for listening. Um. So, Al, We what... got some fucking to do.
3: Who do you guys ship? Have you shipped people even without knowing it was shipping that you were doing?
1: And who have you forced? Who have you forced? <laughs> who you would you divorce? so long ago. Don't force us,
3: please, though. Don't force we're us. we going to keep making the show.
1: But if you force us, we'll stop fucking. We'll keep making the show. It's true. So All you right. can ship, force, ship, force, ship, force we're in
3: i'm glad you understand what the fuck we're talking about after listening to the whole episode now Mm -hmm. so if you want to contact us let us know these things tweet at us at junebucker j-o-o-n-b-u-g-g-e-r
1: i'm at Allie gold a-l-l-i-g-o-l-d
3: or you can email us amazingly at 2g1podcast at gmail.com
1: or that next one's more amazing
3: you can leave us a voicemail guys Because
1: voicemails what
3: it's where it's at and that number is at bitch yeah, that number is
1: 347 871 6548. That number again,
0: 347 871 6 lit.
3: Share this shit with your friends, please. Share it. Ship them, share it.
4: Share some ship. ship and share it. Share <laughs> it. Share <laughs> it. Oh my gosh, she's makes a noise again. going to come full circle with this
1: episode. Ay, ay, ay. See ya. The Girls One podcast is hosted by
5: Jennifer Jamula and
0: Alan and is produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Charitable consideration, I mean production assistance, is provided by thepodglomerate.com. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. Subscribe to Two Girls One Podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you're not sure how to subscribe to a podcast, maybe we should slow this relationship down a bit. Great news!
1: You can listen to new episodes of Two Girls One Podcast one week early. What is this sorcery? Just download the free tune-in app and fire up Two Two Girls, Girls, One One
4: Podcast podcast
1: to get fresh episodes one week before your loser friends. (laughs) Your friends are so lame for being one week behind. I know, right? Wait, What's the catch? There's no catch. Tune in lets you listen to awesome podcasts. Like ours. One week before anywhere else, absolutely free. Whoa, dude. The next episode of the show is probably already there. Yo, this is some freaky time traveling shit. I'm going to listen to next week's show so I can find out what we're going to say. Technology is
4: weird.
2: The Podglomerate. Sonic Universe.